The following is a CA original. Pouncer, the Palm Squad. Pre- and post-game parties on Beale Street. It's all part of the Memphis Tigers basketball game day experience. This is the Tiger Basketball Podcast. What's happening, Tiger Basketball fans? We are back for another edition of the Tiger Basketball Podcast. I'm Mark Giannato, the Commercial Appeal Sports columnist. I'm joined by Jason Munns, our Tiger basketball beat writer. He is fresh off a trip to Philadelphia for AAC Basketball Media Day, where the injustice of Memphis only getting four first place votes was perpetrated. Crazy. Um, four first place votes to win the league, I guess. But let me, before so, we get, let, you, let's just give the background. Houston. And Memphis finished tied atop the AAC preseason poll uh, amongst the coaches, the coaches in the league, to finish first in the league. But Houston got seven first place votes. Memphis got four. Cincinnati got one. Um, James Wiseman was a member of the preseason All AAC team. No other Tigers were listed. Somehow, USF, who was picked to finish fifth, had three guys on it. UConn, who was picked to finish sixth, had two guys on it. Um, okay, now that we've broken it all down like that, thoughts on the poll, Jason? I just my I just want to know because you just got back from Philadelphia as well, right? You 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 spent some weekend days in Philadelphia as well. Yes. How does anybody go to Philadelphia and not leave there? humming streets of philadelphia for like a week because that's all i've been doing since i got back i don't know it's like i i can't even what about i i i more think of uh like ellen john philadelphia freedom maybe but uh, it's he's it's, coming to fedex forum in a couple weeks too. he is he's gonna follow uh carrie underwood and her show. What do you mean he's going to follow the Tigers pre uh, exhibition game? Oh yeah, it's a couple of days after that, um, the day before Halloween, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, but okay. Now that you've digressed, what are your thoughts on what were your thoughts on the poll? Like, do you think do you think this was an injustice? Do you understand the vote? I've I've sort of taken the stance that I think the coaches are stupid and that Memphis is going to shove this back in their face by the end of the season. Yeah, I um, I don't have as much of an issue with Houston being tied with Memphis for first place uh, as some people, as some other people might. What what I think, what I think, is a little bit surprising is the fact that Houston got seven first place votes and Memphis got four. I thought it I thought that might should have been flipped. You know what my biggest problem was? Houston isn't even the team other team besides Memphis coaches should have been picking. Should have picked Cincinnati. That would have made more sense than Houston. They have the returning player of the year in Jaron Cumberland. Um and they beat Houston in the AAC championship game last year. Um now the argument for Houston is they lost a bunch of guys, but they also lost a bunch of guys before last year and had a fantastic year with Kelvin Sampson. Um, I, I personally think this is all it it's an it it it's stupid, but it's also like probably the best thing that could have had. Like AAC Media Day was a huge success for Penny Hardaway in Memphis basketball because this gave Penny like Penny was trying really hard over the past week to kind of reverse this 
narrative that, you know, had started with the athletic story of, you know, we're going to win a national championship this year, which he said, but he was, no, he didn't. We we can get into that later, but he really didn't. If you read the full quote, he He said, when I look at this team, I think to myself, we're going to win a national championship or whatever with this group. How is that any different? That's not him coming out and declaring we are going to win. It's him saying, "I when I look at my team, I think we can, or I, I think just, we, I think we are." Yeah, I but think that's not, him. I think that's him saying we're going to win a national championship. You can we can argue semantics. He's in a room with a reporter saying that. Um, but regardless, he'd been trying to kind of. Uh, temper that a little bit. Well, he did it. He did it again yesterday. I mean, he flat out stopped a reporter in the middle of his question and said that it was taken out of context, and he didn't say that. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No. Yeah. He said that. Uh, so, um, and I can probably just drop that. Let's let's listen to it real quick. Okay. Now you said this program is going to win a national championship. You said you guys want to. Here's the deal. <laughs> okay. I said we want to win a national okay. championship. I've never said that we are going to win a national championship this year. I mean, it's been taken out of context, but <laughs> as a competitor, you should want to win. Yeah. You know, what do you have this job for if you're not giving yourself that goal on, on a yearly basis? So that's fine if Penny wants to spin it that way. The I'm quote with is I'm with the quote is I know I when I have something special. When I see this group in action, see their abilities, I know what's at stake and I know what's out there. The teams like Michigan State, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, all the usual suspects. I've studied the film. I know who they are. But when I look at this group, I just say to myself, we're going to win a national championship. That's what I know. He can spin it however he wants. He said they're going to win a national championship. Well, yeah, he he certainly didn't say we but, want to win a national championship. He did say, you know. But regardless, regardless that's anyway. beyond the point. Like, it's honestly, like, him saying that, I had, like, I wouldn't have, again, it's one of those things, I wouldn't have said it if I was the coach of Memphis, but I'm not the coach of Memphis. And, like, I I think Memphis fans appreciate the fact that Penny has a lot of confidence. And that's really all that matters to him and it's all that should matter to fans. Like, if you like what he's saying, like, that's great. Yes. Now, that being said, it was it felt a little disingenuous a week later for him to, in a, in a press conference here in Memphis, to say, well, I think Cincinnati and Houston are still kind of the top dogs in the AAC. We're the, we're the hunters, not the hunted. Um, but now it doesn't. Like, it, it, right. when he said it at first, it seemed a little disingenuous. Now, after this poll came out, no way. He's got all. He's got everything he needs now. Like on, like I said, I think this poll was the best thing that could have happened in Memphis because now Penny can sell to his players. They don't believe in you. He can sell to them. They don't believe in me. And and like honestly, I think uh, if anything, it's a it's a it's a this poll is a reflection of the skepticism about Penny because. The quotes you got from some of these coaches, they're they're raving about the recruiting class. Um, and so I, I just think this is gonna this is a huge boon for, for Memphis just psychologically going into this year. And I think this poll, like I said in the column I have up at commercialpeel.com, they're gonna be able they're gonna I if I was Penny, that last regular season game at Houston or maybe the AAC tournament when they win both when they win the regular season title and then they win the conference cha- conference tournament i'd have this i'd have this poll framed 
and I'd just hold it up along with the AAC trophy, championship trophy, just shove it in everyone's faces. Because I just thought the my problem with the poll wasn't that Memphis wasn't picked first. It's that, to me, the poll made no sense. Like, how is it that USF is picked fifth but has three guys in the first and second team? How is it that Memphis and Houston are tied for first and each only have one guy in the first or second team? It's like... I don't ever want to hear the media shouldn't be voting on stuff, <laughs> all right, because look what happens when you allow the coaches to vote on stuff. They vote on, like, reputation. They do exactly what the media yeah. does. Yeah, they vote on, uh, like, last year's stuff. That, I mean, and, and you're not saying that USF doesn't deserve to be picked fifth. You're just saying no, that No, I might have picked them a little higher. Yeah, But, right. like, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't match up. For with... them to have three guys and be picked fifth. Yeah. And Memphis to have one and be picked a, tied for first, and Houston to have one and be picked tied for first. Makes no very sense. Very odd. Yes. Very very strange. Like I'm sorry, but LaQuincy, whatever his name is for US, USF, like I don't Rideau? know. Is it? Yeah, Rudeau. Like he, he could be a French guy for all I know. He probably isn't. But like I I don't re- like I don't remember him from last year. I remember Alexis Yetna from USF. You know, and so. It, I don't know. Didn't make didn't make a ton of sense that poll to me. Yeah. But um, regardless, like I said, it ended up working. It's going to work out for Memphis because now the next couple weeks, you know, Penny is just going to be pounding this into his guys, and I mean, I, th- I think it's going to really work to their benefit. Oh, I'd be surprised if you know he doesn't or somebody doesn't like um, you know come up with some sort of graphic to put up in the locker room to be a constant reminder, maybe like a big T one or something, uh, you know, to, to indicate that they were tied for first in the preseason poll, you know, something to that effect. Yes, this is bulletin board material and they needed it because all they've heard since they, since they put this whole thing together is how great they are and how they're going to be a sweet 16 or final four team or whatever. And, and yes, they, they needed, uh, they needed something to put that chip back on their shoulder. If 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 it had been removed, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, or at least make it bigger than it than it might have been previously, and they got it. I mean, and yeah, I think a lot of people, and and even Penny used the word disrespect. He said, you know, like kind of disrespect, but. And that, if that's media. If Penny's saying that to the media, I know he, he's. I'm telling you, I bet he printed that thing out. It's like if I was him, I would print that thing out. It'd be in every every one of my players' lockers. Yeah. The next day, like even as he was saying that it was kind of disrespect, he was smiling. Like you could tell he was. He he's was like Jack oh, Jackpot. He was <laughs> <laughs> Jackpot. He was. Was that your Billy Madison? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Uh, but yes, that was a, that was a Christmas gift in October yes. for, for Penny Hardaway. Absolutely. Um, so any other, uh, sounds like any other observations, thoughts, uh, from your few hours spent around Penny and Precious and James Wiseman at, uh, at AAC Media Day? I mean, Nothing, nothing earth shattering, really. Uh, other than some of the stuff that I wrote in in a story that posted at commercialappeal.com Tuesday morning, uh, Penny talked about Boogie Ellis and James Wiseman both missing practice time recently with ankle injuries. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't know because the 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 way the question was phrased to him, 
he he answered it saying, "Well, the 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 plans we had about potentially starting five freshmen may have to be revisited or or altered slightly because X Y and Z." And and he that's when he listed. Well, I imagine the Wiseman ankle injury could have been that if he they were if he was at AAC Media Day was he walking around? Oh yeah. Was he in a boot? No. Yes, it can't be that serious. No, yeah, I agree. And they were, uh, it can't be that serious because we watched them all take part in the pro day about a week ago. Yep. So it had to have happened in the past week. And if they're coming back soon, you know, there's still plenty. I mean, we're still a good three weeks before the regular season starts. Now, I think you would like to see these guys in in these exhibition games. For sure. Just to, you know, you want to build that chemistry for sure. Um, but yeah, it didn't it didn't sound serious. We're just reading about it, yeah, but. and the, it it didn't feel serious the way he was explaining it. Now um, everybody saw Jaden Hardaway. His son was in a boot um, at Memphis Madness. He said that one was pretty serious. Mm-hmm. He said that was like a two, three, four week issue. He's out of the boot, okay. um, so he's getting better. Um, but so he's he's also dealing with a, uh, an injury, and I asked him about Malcolm Dandridge, and and I said so. I asked him so. He he said that he's getting better, and and he's ahead of schedule. Uh, he's able to do one on one, two on two, three on three. He hasn't been able to do five on five. Uh, essentially, they're waiting on the doctors and trainers to give them back, give him back to the coaches. That's really all they're waiting on, um, you know. And he he didn't have a timetable on it, so I asked him. I said, I I, you know, can you put odds on whether or not you'll have him this year, you know? And he was like, Well, probably fifty fifty because I don't know. It could it could go either way. Still at this point, gotcha. So I don't know if that's encouraging. Like, is that optimistic compared to what it what it was? I've always said. Well, to, uh, to me, it. Uh, I, a lot of this depends on is Isaiah Stokes eligible for this season. Right. If Isaiah Stokes is eligible for the season, I would 100% redshirt Malcolm Dandridge. That's what I would do. And I would maybe even consider it even if, like, if you're not going to get him until January, I would redshirt him personally. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you, re- unless you you know, injuries or something force you to do something drastic. But that would be my thought. Is yeah. is why have him just for half a year? Why? He, like he's not gonna like frankly like. I don't think he's going to be a major. Even if he does play, I don't think he's going to be a major piece on this team. But a year or two from now, he could be a major piece. And why not save a year of eligibility? Like he's not right. a one and done or two and done type of prospect. I think you're right. I absolutely though. That being said, even before. You know, regardless of whether or not he plays this year, I think that he will be a big part of the team next year, whether he's a redshirt freshman or a sophomore. Well, it depends how the recruiting class ends up. Yeah, to be honest. I mean, um, how the, you know what bigs do they get in this twenty twenty recruiting class? And they're obviously going after several still. So yeah, and who, you know, I guess not who's. But I think we're assuming that Precious and James are gone after this year. So. Right. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fascinating to see how this all plays out. Um, he talked about Lil Penny, okay, and he said, 
I'm I'm probably the like stuff like that where there's like uniforms or a little like I am probably the least interested person in the world and stuff like that. Like I just care about the basketball. But like I understand there's a lot of people who like yeah. want to see the return of Lil Penny. To me, if you're not getting Chris Rock as the voice again, don't don't bring Lil Penny back. I, wonder, I want real Lil Penny. I wonder if it's not gonna be like a bobblehead giveaway. Yeah. You know, could, yeah. type of thing. Which I would be you all would, about. Yeah, you would love bobblehead. I would, would be all about that. Jason's that weird guy whose desk is filled with bobbleheads here at the office. Yeah, um, and I and I will I will wear that proudly. But <laughs> no, to me, if you're going to bring him back, you need the Chris Rock voice. And I oh, feel, yeah, whether do you like? You mean like a recorded? Like if they do a recorded message or a new commercial or whatever? Yeah. I don't want like yeah it shouldn't be I don't I don't want this to be like Major League Two where Omar Epps <laughs> is there instead of Wesley Snipes I want Wesley Snipes and I want Chris Rock I don't want like uh, who's the guy the the you know I don't want I'm trying to think of a good example of a poor man's Chris Rock let's see what let's see what Google comes like up Eddie with. Griffin or Eddie Griffin he's not, he's like a Homeless man's Chris Rock. Oh wow! Um, God, you need someone like modern. Um, who's the guy on SNL? He's like he's probably Chris Red. Yeah, Chris Red. If you like, if you had Chris Red as the voice, like it just wouldn't. No, no, no. you can't. It can't have Chris Rock. Yeah, if he, if Lil Penny's coming back, then Chris Rock has to be involved. Yes, 100%. without question. To me, if you're gonna have a voice, if you're gonna have the pet Lil Penny voice. Um, yeah, there was also talk of whether there were a couple of questions about whether or not they would the series like whether Memphis and UConn would continue to play once the once UConn leaves. I've heard that's going to happen. Big East have um, for basketball. Yeah, but football too. No, not football. Not we, football. we are talking about basketball. Yeah, it's basketball. I've heard. I've heard that the games against UConn this year that nothing's been signed yet. But there have been discussions about continuing the series moving forward as a non-conference game, a non-conference home-and-home type deal. Um, well, because- both Penny and Dan Hurley were a little dodgy about it yesterday, but you know neither one of them ruled it out. They both sort of were were non-committed. Well, it's going to be interesting to see like how Memphis, you know, like obviously the non-conference schedule is set for this year, but you know, like next year you've got. A trip to Ole Miss, a game in Nashville against UT, and then the Myrtle Beach tournament. This is, we're talking 2020-2021 season. They don't really have any other series set up. Like, they're, you know, the uh, beyond that. It appears. Yeah. And so they're going to need to. They, they need to. Although I guess they're going to. They're going to do the return trip to Georgia as well. So they're. They need to get some marquee home games for 2020, 2021. There's not. There's not really any coming up, on the on the docket. But so it'll be interesting to see how because Penny has expressed and and it'll be interesting to see if this season will influence them to get some of these bigger games that Penny has said from the get-go that he wants. Like, he wants to play Kentucky and Duke and Michigan State, and so far he has had no luck, it seems, scheduling teams like that, and I think part of the problem is their contract at FedEx Forum. They need home games, and teams like that don't aren't going to... I just don't know if those, those types of teams are ever going to come to Memphis. Like, you can get them maybe neutral court, but I don't know if you're ever going to get them to come to Memphis. 
Um, but maybe if you have a dynamite year this year with this big-time recruiting class and you bring in another big-time recruiting class, maybe that maybe that helps your cause scheduling right. some of these teams. Yeah. So um, what's on the horizon? Well, what, nine days? We're nine days out now from the exhibition opener. Um, and that's Christian Brothers. Uh, October 24th at FedEx Forum. I believe tip-off is... Seven, I, for, six, I think it's seven o'clock. I forget. We should look that up. Yeah, well, we'll make sure we're there on time. Um, but yeah, the, you got the two exhibition games, and then the opener against South Carolina State. There is some news. Third game of the year against Oregon oh, yeah. has has changed a little bit in that in Folly Dante, their big time center recruit uh, that they got late. A lot of people were looking forward to seeing Wiseman versus Dante. Uh, and finally, Dante announced today that he's going to be ineligible until at least December 13th or 14th, I believe. Yeah, December uh, was when he was going to re-enroll or whatever. Yeah. Because he missed his – the reason why – It's unclear if he missed a date or the NCAA caused it. But basically an NCAA uh, clearinghouse snafu has made it so he will not be eligible to play in the Memphis Oregon game, the third game of the season. So. What do you, what do you think that means in terms of? Oh, I mean, could I that think mean it, the difference in just like one loss in the in the non conference for them? Like, do, I mean, I think it definitely like if if Memphis Memphis is now the favorite in that game. Yeah, but I mean, well, it, it is on the road technically, but for Oregon, just overall, I mean, how big of an impact is that going to be losing him for the entire non conference portion of their schedule? Like. Two wins could could you know with him? Do you... I don't know. It depends. I don't. I haven't looked at their schedule. I have no idea. I yeah. just know it robs us of a, like a marquee matchup between arguably the two best centers in this recruiting class, and that's a shame. Yeah, I would and love that's... to see Wiseman versus him. And that's why I was asking is because you know for so long we thought this might be a top ten matchup. You know, well, that's the other thing that's next week. We will know. I think I believe the AP, preseason AP poll comes out next week. Mark your calendars. Um, I want to say next Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, so that's something to be aware of. My guess is um, Memphis will be in somewhere in the 10 to 15 range. That'd be that'd be my guess. 10 to 15, you say? Yes. I think there's a I think there's a lot of I think I think this this AAC preseason poll is indicative of how a lot of people around the country they they want they're they're still skeptical about Memphis. They don't know what to make of this Memphis team. Now that this now that the AAC preseason poll came out, where would you put if you were filling out a top twenty five? Oh, I haven't looked enough at. I, I mean, I would have them in the top ten because history says right. when you have a number one recruiting class, you should be frankly in the top five, but. Um, yeah, I would probably have, I probably have them in the seven to 10 range somewhere in there. You know, I don't think they're one of the top five teams, but I think talent wise, they are as good as anyone. And, so, yeah. So and then, and you add in, I don't think their schedule is that difficult. I think they're going to stockpile wins this year. Yeah. And I think because of this poll, they're going to beat the tar out of the AAC. I'm more convinced of that than ever. All right, well, we'll be back next week probably to react to uh, the AP poll, uh, look ahead to the first exhibition game against Christian Brothers, um, 
and uh yeah, I'm sure there'll be Penny. I'm sure something else will happen, but you know, there's never a dull moment right now with Memphis basketball. And so, um, we've had AAC Media Day. We're inching closer and closer to finally this highly anticipated season. We're inching closer and closer to it finally occurring. Um, Jason will have tons of coverage on commercialappeal.com as he has been for a while now. I believe he's got a mailbag coming up here soon. Um, if you haven't subscribed, uh, to com- the commercial appeal, you really should even just to read Jason's stories, uh, because you're you're not staying up to date with Memphis basketball if you're not reading him. Um, so till next time, I was Mark. I was joined by Jason Munns. Uh, we will see you next week. The Tiger Basketball Podcast can be found each week during the regular season at commercialappeal.com. You can also subscribe for free to the Tiger Basketball Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. The Tiger Basketball Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal.